And I am Jenny. And this is Have You Heard Of. It's the podcast where two best friends finally hold each other accountable for all those pop culture recommendations we keep giving each other. This week it is my turn. Um, we will be talking about the 2014 movie What We Do in the Shadows. But first, it's my spotlight swap. So for Not So Spooky Tober, we're going to be talking about all things fall and kind of spooky. And my spotlight thing I wanted to talk about that I love, I think falls perfectly in that slot because it is the Michaels seasonal section. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I did an outing to Michaels last weekend and it honestly rocked. It was the first time <laughs> I've been in a Michaels since February when I used yeah. to go about once a week because the Michaels here is also next to one of the biggest movie theaters. So like you just pop in, you just pop in yeah. and I'm a big yeah. Michaels coupon collector. So I always get mm-hmm. things. Um, on sale, and you have to get a coupon. You have to get a coupon. The coupons are so easily accessible, and like at this point, like one of the cashiers kind of knows me, so she'll like ring items up as separate purchases, so I can use my coupon more than once. I love Michaels. I love the seasonal craft section, but most of all, not even most of all, just one of the things I love about Michaels is that, like, it is a craft store, and Mm -hmm. true crafters. So this is the thing is like you get normally you get into October or you get into December and you're like mm, I want to do some Halloween crafts I want to do some Christmas crafts it's too late because crafts take time you have to plan crafts mm. in advance so like the diehard crafters are buying their Halloween supplies back in August or whatever so then you actually yeah. get to end of September October and all of the Michael's Halloween stuff is on sale because they're making room for their Christmas stuff ah uh, so, yes went last week everything was either like buy one get one or 50 percent off it was awesome Mm -hmm. and i actually have um a purchase i bought from the first time i went to a michael's after i moved here three years ago and it's a big cup that says witch and famous i love that cup so much it's so nice and um that's where i've got all my water in it with lots of ice because my apartment has turned the heat on we are not in control of the building heat, even though it is still 32 degrees in Toronto, so I'm very warm. Oh, oh God. I love Michaels so much. It took me a while Michaels. to get into Michaels, um, because I I wish I was more of a crafty person. I, I like the idea of crafts. I'm just not good at them. Um, but I started making dice, so I had to go and get, like, resin and, like, foil and stuff. So just even just walking through the aisles is so nice. It's so soothing. And I love, I've also, like, in the past several months been trying to support, like, local craft supplies more. So, yeah. like, when I have been looking for things, I've been trying to buy them from places that are near me. And I also uh, am someone who goes to, who would go to Michael's a lot and would just buy craft supplies. But also, I was I'm very disorganized, so I often buy doubles of things I already have. So I also <laughs> yeah. put like a, a moratorium on shopping at Michael's until I organize all my craft supplies, and then I did. And now I know what I have home already and what I need. Yeah. And so I went to Michael's and I didn't even buy any craft supplies. I bought a bird. She's really cute. <laughs> oh, it's she's so holding cute. a sunflower. <gasps> that's adorable um, I, I almost didn't get her and then I, I made my friend and I go back with me so you I should take a photo her. of it and put it on the tumblr and the twitter she's so cute um so I bought a bird and I bought a pumpkin spice candle and I bought a uh haunted oreo cookie house kit that I haven't used yet oh I'm going to it's not even in craft supplies I just love Michael's yeah yeah I I I went there 
the, the my main big haul I've done there was when I first moved back to Victoria and I wanted to get the place decorated for Christmas and I bought I, I bought a bunch of cheap baubles but then I was like I want to get some like nice actual <laughs> like ornaments so then I went to Michael's and I got like a Mickey and a Minnie ornament and I got like a what else did I get like a London double-decker bus I don't know why but I was like it matches the color scheme it works <laughs> perfectly yeah the first time I ever went to a Michael's in Toronto it was before I even had an apartment so I was still it was like my first week in Toronto I was in an Airbnb I was apartment hunting mm-hmm. like all that week and like going to different showings and then I realized one of them was really close to a Michael's uh, that I actually they ever go to that's a bit farther away. It's a beautiful Michaels, and I was like, oh man, I gotta go and just like get some craft supplies so I can start crafting again. And yeah. I walked in, and it was October, but they had Christmas trees already. And I did buy, end up, I did leave that day with a Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> it was like twenty dollars. How could I say no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, so the my Michaels mom has also gotten section. us like, like, um, it's like the foamy things where you can like make little dioramas that are spooky. I remember we, she got that one year when we came over for Thanksgiving. And so she, because Canada Thanksgiving is in October. And so we came over and she like, we made those together and it was fun. It was stressful, but your finished product and it worked. And it's like, yes, I did a thing and it looks cool. It's very satisfying. Um, yeah. So let's get into the movie then. Oh, yeah. Okay. So my pick for on. this week. <laughs> Do-do is what we do in the shadows. Um, this is a movie that was written and directed by the two royals of New Zealand. That, is that what they're called or is that what we're calling them? That's what I'm calling them. Okay. Probably, yeah. <laughs> they, when you think of like New Zealand entertainment, these are the people that I think of 100%. Um, so it's Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement. Clement? And so... The two classic people, if you've seen if you've seen Thor Ragnarok, that type of humor. If you've seen Flight of the Concords, yes, this type of I also film. had a moment halfway through watching this where my brain stopped working because I was like, you know what? This is the first Taika Waititi movie I've seen. That's a lie. <laughs> I was lying to myself. I was like, Emma, you saw Jojo Rabbit, you saw Thor, you've seen Boy, you've seen Hunt for the World of People. I was like, but truly, I was like, this is the first thing I've ever actually seen, Taika Waititi. And then I was like, what? No. That's no, correct. this is false information. It's a wrong yeah. fact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this movie um, it, it premiered in 2014 in, I think, Sundance Festival, and then also in released in New Zealand, and then it was released in smaller theaters in the states in 2015 and now um it has been turned into a tv show which is kind of which cool is filmed in toronto oh i didn't know that which is filmed in toronto it's set in new york but filmed in toronto i'm just gonna keep saying it was filmed in toronto apparently that's also the only words my brain can come up with right now um but it's fun to watch uh which i haven't done it, but actually i haven't watched it <laughs> but i was talking about it with a friend of mine and he was like yeah uh, that's actually really cool because uh if you're big into, like, the Toronto stand-up scene, a mm. lot of Toronto comedians are in it. Oh, that's so cool! Uh, yeah, so, um, this show, the basis of it is, it is a mockumentary, so it is filmed in the type of documentary style like Parks and Rec kind of is, um, but unlike Parks and Rec, it is more apparent that, um, 
the camera crew is like set up to be there. Like this is. Uh, it's not just like talking it. heads in the style of like you said Parks and Rec no. or Modern Family. Like there's you can tell they're like actually making a documentary. Like there's a narr- there's a narrative yes. to it. And it's about um, a group of four vampires who live together, and in a modern setting, and it is so charming to me. I was surprised how much I like this film. There is like some gory moments in it, but overall it is like the humor is such up my alley. It is charming. It is hilarious. Their one-liners are great. Their physical comedy is hilarious. And I I, I watched it a couple days ago and I like, I feel like I'm going to watch it tonight again because it's just fun. <laughs> it's just it good. I, I will confess, I watched it in pieces um, just because of the way my schedule shook out. So I started watching it last night and then was like, I can't. <laughs> I need to rest. <laughs> so I was like watching and I was like, <laughs> this is good. And I was like, and if you were awake right now, you'd actually be laughing. So I woke yeah. up this morning and finished watching it. And I was like, this is the right <laughs> choice. It was me. And I was like really bummed that it's a fiery inferno of humidity in my apartment right now because I was like I'm gonna make some tea and watch this movie and said I was like I'm gonna lie in my bra on my bed with an <laughs> ice pack watching this movie <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm glad you liked it it is I did like spoiler alert, I did enjoy it it was like it was really good it does make me actually like I had I had heard of it obviously and it was another one where it was just like I know I'm gonna watch this I know I'm gonna like it but not right now. And so, and then I was like, but I have to. There's no more time, Emma. You have to watch this right now. And this I is could. my first film I've watched that was, um, that Taika had any involvement in. Because I saw Thor Ragnarok after this. So this was my first introduction to his style. I feel like this was a lot of people's introduction to him. Yes. Apparently, according to Wikipedia, apparently this movie is, like, highly pirated. Um... Like, one of the most pirated movies out there, apparently. Um, it just makes me think, you know, you should just make this movie more accessible. Just make it more accessible, guys. It'll make it easier to watch. And this movie was actually based off of a short film from 2005 that they did. Sweet Jesus. For a second, I thought you were going to say this is based off of real life. (laughs) I was like, what? I mean, vampires, man. They get you. And I like the premise of... Like, they're all vampires, but they all are completely different entities, like, people. But they're, they're like, all... from different eras. I know. I feel, like, I feel like they're all also, like, based on different, like, like the cha- like they're based on different eras, but they're also based on, like, changing, uh, not opinions, representations of vampires. I was like, yeah, you've different got your... ideas that people have of vampires. Yeah. So, we, so, like, there's the four ones that live together in the beginning. So, Viego, who is played by Taika, is this, like, dandy, who <laughs> is my favorite character, obviously. Um, and he just wants the place to be clean and do the dishes and everything is fine. And he's a, a hopeless romantic. And he, like, has to eat people. And he's like, ah, oh, that's the sucky part about it, but I try to make a day, an evening out of it. I also because it's their like last time a, to live. Because of the way, like, new vampires are, and even by new vampires, I'm thinking of, like, 2008 vampires, like, yeah. in Twilight and in Moonlight and stuff. Um, I was expecting them to be vegetarians, so when he actually was, like, just chomp, I thought, I was, so you, like, he has his first, like, kill 
lined up and then she starts talking about how she's been saving up her money and she's finally gonna travel like she always dreamed and i was like oh he's gonna let her go no he does not (laughs) no no (laughs) he doesn't he's like ah he's like i hit an artery oh god all messed up he's like ah man and he's kind of like the driving force for the whole film of like he's holding that household together he is that place would fall apart if he wasn't there to be civilized so we have all of our different vamps we have viago to jenny said who's a a dandy we have vlad who's very very much a vlad like the, the the visigoth kind of chad of his day um, and yeah. then you have Peter and Deacon. Yeah. Um, what I, my question for you is, not which is your favorite vampire, because you already said, and I was also like, obviously, this Viago, which vampire are you most like? Ooh. Or like, which most vampire I, do you think you would be like if you got turned into a vampire? Oh, if I got turned into a vampire, I'd probably be Viago. <laughs> Probably. I feel like that's what I would want to be, but I feel like, give me some time and I'll turn into Peter. Or Peter. <laughs> like <I'd... laughs> and I would just stay in my cave and be like, no one disturb me. Oh, no. <laughs> like, how about yourself? Obviously. I was going to say, I would be a like mix of Viago, but only because one thing I really enjoyed about him as the like driving force and kind of like... Like, the documentary takes turns with everyone's point of view, but I would say that Viago is, like, maybe it's just because mm-hmm. he's the first one you meet, but he's, yes. like, the main one. Um, but what I really enjoyed about him was his need to over-explain every single joke and tell you why it was funny, <laughs> and also his need to just, like, explain everything. And I was like, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> that's me. If I had been alive for, like, 300 years, I, oh, I would absolutely be like, um, yes. actually, actually. Also, um so romantic but then i would say also i'm deacon because i don't like doing dishes i wanted to have a quick chat about flat responsibilities because uh guys i think that we're not all pulling our weight here we're not just pointing the finger at you deacon you're a cool guy but you're not pulling your weight in the flat oh i'm glad to hear that i'm cool no, that's not the point, though. Yeah, no, I know. Point. Not a I know. flat meeting about how cool you are. I do my flat chores. No, you don't. No, you yes, don't. I do. That's why we're having the flat meeting. The point is, Deacon, that you have not done the dishes for five years. Vladislav is right. It's unacceptable to have so many bloody dishes all over this bench like that. I'm so embarrassed when people come over here. What does it matter? You bring them over, you kill them! Vampires don't do dishes. When Jackie's like, the deal, he's like, the dishes? Like, he got triggered by thinking someone told him to do the dishes, the dishes again. I know. He's like, this char-char. Jackie. Glad she's thriving. Oh, okay. We'll get into Jackie. We'll get into her. Um, yeah, so then, yeah, we have Deacon. I also just feel like it's so irresponsible to have that many dishes as a vampire. I'm like, you just need to rinse out the same glass. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yes. Um... You just gotta get yourself a, uh, I guess they wouldn't get a witch and famous tumbler. You just gotta go to Michael's and get yourself a tumbler. <laughs> uh, I, the first montage you see of them is, um, Viago is, like, going around and, like, waking them all up. And, like, even, like, the first little bit of information you get from them, you, like, know their characters really well, like, off the bat, which I really like. Like, they did a really good introduction. And 
Uh, it's really strong. It's like here yeah. is their like sense of here's their community sensibilities. Here's who they are. Here's who they are in a roommate situation, which is the fastest way to get to know any human being. <laughs> exactly. And it really touches home with me because I also live with three other people. And I'm like, oh God, I have Viego. <laughs> but it's true. But yes. Do you are you the one who made the chore wheel? No, but I'm the one that's on people for have doing a chore it. Wheel. <laughs> I'm like, come on, do the thing. Yeah, and then they, they start, they, like, go out, and they make all, like, the classic vampire jokes, like, he's in front of a mirror, they can't see each other, so they draw each other's what they look like in their outfit, so they know if they look cool or not, <laughs> and, or, like, ooh, a floating cup! so cute. And they, when they go out, they're like, we have to be invited in, and they're- That out- would absolutely also be me as a vampire, <laughs> where, like, there's one point where they're playing Pac-Man, and I was, like, but, like, no, they're not playing Pac-Man, they're pretending to be Pac-Man eating dots in the mirror, because they're not- oh. Yes. Well, it gets to a point, like, these people are, like, hundreds and hundreds of years old. That they're just, like, this is just what, we, we gotta entertain ourselves some way. Like, this is just what our life is like. We gotta be like, ooh, a floating cup. It's like, yes. Yes, it is. Um, and then we get to meet Jackie. Jackie is um, Deacon's familiar, also, like, servant. And she's put upon to put it mildly yes she is like has to go and like clean up after them and get victims for them and she's been promised by deacon that if she does all these things and she'll be turned into a vampire and that is like the main thing why she is there and throughout the entire film you slowly see her kind of going crazy of like why am i being turned into a vampire and then she goes and turns into a vampire and she's like yes my life is living, and I'm like, I love Jackie because she found her truth, and she is now what she wants to be. <laughs> she's, exactly, she's chasing her bliss, she's, she's paid her time, she's served her time. Yes. She's doing what she ought. She's doing what she ought to do, and one of the victims she brings to them is Nick, who... Um, ends up... She she brought them Nick? Yeah. So she brought, brought two people, and one of them was Nick. Oh my god. I just... I saw that scene. I didn't realize that that was Nick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so funny, because they bring them, like, we're going to eat... Their, we're going to, like, drink their blood. And it's... They're doing, like, hypnotists, like, do you see that? We got to give them, sp- like, spaghetti. Not spaghetti. It's another name, but... Sp- no, it's not... They're calling it paschetti. Paschetti. <laughs> And, like, are you eating worms? <laughs> like, Getty. hypnotizing them? And it's like, oh, God. You can see Deacon's just so excited. Like, come on. And they just their plan is just to, like, eat them. And this is, like, the scene where you can just tell on... They must have had so much fun on set doing these practical effects. I did see that um, it took them a... There was 195 hours of footage. It took them over a year to edit. Oh, my God. Because they were just, like... They would just let everyone go. I'd be like, is this working? Is this anything? Uh, well, it makes sense. Like, they're, like, the whole, even, like, the supporting cast are all great comedians. Like, you, you can't ring that in. You gotta just let them have it and then see what, I, I would love to see what the actual script looks like, just to see, like, how off they went, and it still worked perfectly. And you were saying, too, like, it's such good physical comedy of them, like, flying around. But one thing I really like that is, like, another layer to everyone's performances is that they, the vampires themselves, are performing. Like, the vampires know they're in a documentary. Yes. So the vampires are, 
you know, pr- trying to present themselves in a really particular way. So when they are floating, there's always this, this extra air of showmanship to yes. it that's beyond just, like, existing. And so it's very funny because it's just, like, it's, like, stacks on stacks on layers and layers of, of performance. <laughs> it's when, when Deacon is trying to do a sultry dance for his friends and gets interrupted, he's so mad. <laughs> One of the thoughts that I had... Uh, was that uh, the flatmates would absolutely crush it on TikTok. Yes! Because, like, I have been watching, like, TikToks as the rest of the world, and there's all those, like, walking in motion and changing your outfits, and I'm like, that's literally just the clip from what we do in the shadows of them, like, with all their different outfits, and then, like... Yes! Um... Like, they would, they would be so popular on TikTok, because then there's also, like, the TikTok dancers is basically what Deacon is doing. Or just, like, there would absolutely be them floating, and people would be like, oh my god, how'd you do that? Oh my god, such good editing. They yeah, would crush it yeah. on TikTok. They would crush it, and that kind of brings me to my favorite character in this whole film, which is Stu. Bless. Okay, I have I'm... a Stu fact. I also have a stew fact. Is it the same we, stew we fact? We have the same stew fact. It's probably the same stew fact. <laughs> Let's just talk about stew. Okay, I was making what? a rock fact joke, but now I'm also sound- realizing that it sounded like a true fact. <laughs> a true fact. The true stew true. fact. Um, so stew. So what ends up happening is that um, Nick gets turned into a vampire because Peter gets him, and they're like, "Oh God, no!" Poor He's very soul. yucky. Yeah, yeah. And so he gets turned into a vampire, and his best friend is stew, and they have the stew. best interaction when like. They, like, they're not the biggest fan of Nick, but they're a huge fan of Stu, and I'm like, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) I also just love Deacon's dislike of Nick, because it's a very realistic, but I'm the cool, young, hip person who knows how the world works, and then Nick's like, you want to see how Google works? And he's like, hey! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, them watching a video of the sunrise? The fact that that, okay, I like this, though, does a really good job of being like, they do murder people, but also, like... They miss being human sometimes. Like, that's the first request because Stu, bless, is in IT. I'm Stu and I work in IT. Yeah. And I feel like half this podcast is just me badly impersonating quotes that I like, but whatever. <laughs> that's okay. Um, and their first request is wanting to A, find a lost scarf, and B, look at videos of the sunset. It's I know. Nice. And then also it's... looking at pictures of virgins. So, like, yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, oh, and being like, and it's funny when they even touch on that, they'd be like, why do you need virgin blood? And, and I think it's like, Vladislav's like, it just sounds cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think... If you were going to eat a sandwich, would you want someone to have fucked it? <laughs> No, I, I wouldn't, actually. You're, I guess you have a point, sir. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite quotes is when, like, when they're using the internet and um, v- Vlad is like, let me do my duck bidding on the internet. What are you bidding on? A table. <laughs> he, like, goes closer. Again, oh, see, like, Stu is teaching these boys how to use the internet and, like, Vlad would love Instagram. He would not have a large following on Instagram, or maybe he would. He would want a large following on Instagram. Yes. He'd be very perplexed as to why he was not an influencer. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Deacon would be on Twitter. Oh, yeah. He would pick fights. And then uh, Viago would be on MySpace. <laughs> oh, bless his soul. Um, yeah, so my I'll see if my Stu fact is the same. Is that Stu is played by someone named Stu and he is just a high school friend of Taika's who's also in IT 
and he was told he had a small part in the show, so he would act more natural in the show. And then he didn't realize how big of a part he had until it premiered. And he's like, he oh! Would be an absolute fan <laughs> I guess, yeah, because, like, even, like, because I feel like Sue would at one point catch on and be like, I'm, I'm filming a lot, guys. But when also they're just filming literally hundreds of hours of footage, you're like, oh, well, everyone's filming a lot. My yeah. Stu fact yeah. is that Stu used his IT expertise to invent a new kind of lighting for film called dynamic lighting, all one word. He invented a new lighting technique, which is how they were able to achieve the Valkyrie flashback lighting slow motion effect. He invented a new kind of slow motion. What? That is, like, actually a huge deal for lighting in movies. Wow. And he Damn. invented it. So, like, that weird, like, like shuddery slow-mo is, like, he yeah. has, like, this huge ring of light, and then, like, the lights are flickering at the same time, and, like, he's capturing, like, a thousand frames a second or something to make time feel like it's, like, slowed down and, like, warping Whoa. while filming in real time. Way to go, Stu! Way to go, Stu! That's my Stu fact. Stu fact! Wow! Another yeah. excellent autumn thing. Stews of all kinds. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, I like a good chicken corn stew. I guess that's more of a chowder. Anywho! Like rock and chicken stew. <laughs> um, chicken stew is a human... Stu is a human... And he, like, Nick and them have this, like, really endearing conversation on the stairs, being like, I want to eat Stu because he's my mate. And uh, I, I like him. And he's my mate. <laughs> and you're like, yes, he is. He is. And it's just very moving, too. We're like, because Nick doesn't live in the flat. Nick is no. over all the time. And Stu is also over all, all the time. So he doesn't speak. But presumably, Stu also really likes spending time with these vampires. Yeah. And I mean, who wouldn't? They're like the ultimate hype crew. They just follow him around. And they're like, Stu. <laughs> or he's like teaching them like Facebook. And it's like, oh, you can say hi. Or you can poke them. And Vlad, who is also known as the poker, is like, Yes. <laughs> I do want to do that. Do you want to find you? Yeah. Right. Right. I lost a really nice silk scarf in about 1912. <laughs> yes, now Google and it. Stu is the first human friend that I've had for a long time. With humans, there's a tendency to die. Yeah. This movie really helps make the world bigger, so it's not just the, like, four of them plus, like, again, then Nick and Stu join, but um, it's not just their little world. Like, they go out, and you meet other vampires, and you meet other different mythical creatures, like the werewolves. And I love that the packed mentality of the werewolves are just, like, they look like a fraternity or, like, an AA group that are just, like, trying to, like, support each other. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, I know. And then there is, like, apparently but not really a, a, a sequel called Werewolves in, in development. But also, Tyke has been like, this is just what I say when someone asks me what I'm working on, and I don't have anything to say back. <laughs> <laughs> Took me nine years to make what we do in the shadows, so I yeah. might make werewolves before I'm dead, question mark? Question mark, Maybe question after. mark. The, their interaction, it's kind of interesting to see the interactions between the vampires and the werewolves, because they're like, they're enemies, but they... They're also both mythical beasts, so they, like, know each other, and, like... Just, like, those guys. Yeah, and, like, their dynamic of the vampires are all, like, individuals, but then, like, with the wolf pack, they are a pack, so there's, like, the alpha, 
and the ongoing thing of like we we don't swear like come down like don't get angry because they'll turn into werewolves so they have to be chill and fine like come on guys like it's not worth it like they're just supportive of each other i'm realizing now that the werewolves have a very complicated mythology because they turn on the full moon but they also have to stay calm at all time they're like werewolves meets the hulk this is a very stressful werewolf universe yeah because when the full moon is happening they're like and a field, like, chaining themselves up. And he's like, come on, like, get rid of that jacket. Your wife just gave it to you. Don't, you gotta wear j- joggers so you would expand. Those clothes are gone now. <laughs> like, come on. And then as much narrative, as as much of a plot as there in this in this film, one of the plot points is that Rip, Stu, he was a friend of the show, gets turned into a werewolf. And yeah. one of the things I like about that, uh, as I'm also realizing it's just a very good comedic beat, is they do a, a dramatic reenactment of Stu waking up, realizing he's a werewolf, and all the werewolf like, are, are actually in the reenactment, help like, yeah. to find him, and none of them are wearing pants, they've all ripped their pants. It was a reenactment. They could have put their pants on. <laughs> they wanted him to be real. <laughs> they wanted to they show exactly. They have to be like Winnie like... the Pooh. <laughs> Sorry, Winnie the Pooh doesn't have his dick out, Winnie the Pooh just doesn't wear pants. The only one wearing clothes was the alpha male because he actually wore track pants. He knew Boy what scared. to do. Yes. Yeah, this this movie has a really good pacing of like that documentary style filming. I like that type of style, especially when it's like a mockumentary or when it's a scripted documentary because you can really play with like camera like like the camera is its own character. Like, it's a camera crew, so sometimes they zoom in on different things or become shaky or they're running or like what you're saying, how the characters act different in front of them when they've been caught doing something else. And you're like, yes, this is fascinating. <laughs> and then the the kind of other plot you have is like the reason that the documentary crew is even there in the first place is because they are all, the documentary crew has discovered this ball of the undead, the undead masquerade, that's what it's called. The unholy masquerade. Unholy masquerade, thank you. And are kind of following this this crew of vamps in the year leading up to and culminating in the unholy masquerade and i have a question do people travel to the unholy masquerade or is it like a new zealand specific vampire party i feel like it's a specific new zealand party new zealand has a very high population of (laughs) vampires new zealand is like new zealand is to vampires as what Cabot Cove is to murder in Murder, She Wrote. Oh. Have you ever watched Murder, She Wrote? No. There's a murder in every episode, and the whole premise is that the woman who solves it, Jess- solves the murders, Jessica Fletcher, is an author who lives in a very, very tiny town in Maine, but Murder, She Wrote was also on for, like, eight years, so there's, like, <laughs> many hundreds of murders in this very that's, small town. That's, like, so. every time I think of, like, anything that happens in, like, Gotham City, I'm like... Move. Why Gotham are you still City here? is like a Chicago or like a New York though. That's true. That's it's, it's still still yeah. move. Leave. Leave. Also. Yeah, they go to this unholy masquerade and it's funny because it's like it's they call it something like the like a horrible name and ends up being at like a bowling alley. <laughs> it's just a like good like a a good uh elks club. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you have people who are witches, you have vampires you have undead and everyone comes together and a party a little party yeah i what what are what were your thoughts of nick 
Nick is also probably how I would react as a vampire, and that he 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 knows that he's supposed to keep being a vampire a secret, but is also physically incapable of keeping it a secret, and also cannot shut up about how he can fly and transform into other things. So in that regard, yeah. I am also a Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm like, able to keep a secret in my life, and I don't plan on starting anytime soon. They have like a quick montage of him, like when he finds out he's turning into a vampire and he's like yeah it's kind of like the flu and he's like except you're being like an exorcist like dying he's like yeah it's similar to that like dude what type of flu do you have i mean i've had some pretty nasty flus in my day that's true that's very true and then like he loves it he's like flying through the window he's like use the door he's like well i could fly why would i use the door this is what i would think about every time i have to walk up a hill to a public transport stop and i'm just like if i could blink and be there i would <laughs> yeah um and then he loves it until he realizes like he can only eat blood and so he has like one french fry and then he like can't and he's like vomiting and then he's like i hate being a vampire now i can't even have chips i love chips this is the worst <laughs> it's like yep that's true maybe i'm a maybe i am just a nick I eat a lot of French fries. I live four minutes away from a McDonald's. It's a dangerous. <laughs> I have fr- I actually have free fries on my McDonald's app right now that I need to go get. Ooh! So I buy if I buy so much, I get fries so often that I have like a bunch of free fries. <laughs> um. What else? Oh, oh I God, not be able to eat fries anymore. It's not worth it. Being able no. to fly is not worth it. No. Yeah, that's why it's so interesting when Viego's like, you gotta eat people, and you have to eat their blood, and, uh, like, I'll try to make it nice. And another, like, ongoing plot point, which is adorable, is his <gasps> love of Catherine. This is my favorite plot point in any form of vampire media. <laughs> any form of vampire popular culture. If you have a mm. vampire who was in love with the woman... And then is still in love with her, even though she is now elderly. This is my favorite thing. It is so adorable. So you find out, like, because all of these vampires, the main four who are roommates, aren't from New Zealand originally. They're all from different places. Um, And you find out the reason why he was shipped to New Zealand is because he fell in love with a girl and he got his, like, servant to ship him, but the servant put in the wrong order and took him, like, forever to get there. And by the time he arrived, she was already married. And And he was happy, so he didn't want to bother her. I know! He's like, I could have just killed him, but she looked so happy. And I'm like, oh, it's like scanning her picture so he could print it out. It's very I know. And, And you sometimes get, like, there's, like, chaos and stuff happening, and it, like, just cuts to him, like standing outside like this oh like a senior's home and like looking at her and you're like oh no he still loves her so much and it also makes me wonder if he like because later he turns her and like goes to like inside her apartment and i'm like she remembered him she invited him in yeah because vampires have to be invited in exactly and like she turns him in, and then, like, at the end, they're like, yeah, people think the age difference, and you think they're gonna make a joke, because, like, she's, like, looks like a senior, and he isn't. He's like, yeah, like, I'm dating some, but, like, why is she dating someone that's, like, 100 years older than her? Like, because he's technically older, and it's just so cute. Jenny, how can yeah. vampires never have to deal with unexpected pregnancy? Why? Because they can't come inside without permission. 
She looks really disappointed in me right now. <laughs> Why have you done this? <laughs> that joke lives in my mind rent-free. It did not, that joke did not ask permission to come in. <laughs> it was just... So sweaty. <laughs> uh, thank you for that. I don't know what to say now. <laughs> you too will be presented with the perfect opportunity to tell that joke, and then you will thank me. Okay, okay. Oh. Okay, anyways, continuing <laughs> on. Um, yes, so, yes, this movie... Um, surprisingly, like, not surprisingly, I think this is one of the highest ranking movies that we've done, like, rated. What's it? Oh, I guess because they do swear, and there is nudity, and there is blood. So what is it rated? Oh, not, like, that type of rating, as in, like, reviews. Like, it has 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) This is a good movie. This is unequivocally (laughs) a good movie. I know, I was looking back, I was like, we've done some good movies, but a lot of them have been, like, good, but, like, not rated great, but this has, like, 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's because people are fools. 96? Good for them. <laughs> I the know. Four, who are the 4% dissenters? I don't know. And it has 7.7 okay. out of 10 on IMDb, but... That tracks. Because there's gonna be people who, like, absolutely love this movie, like me, like, this is absolutely so much. I feel like my dad would really like this movie. It has, like, a good combination of, like, it's not... Like, there is, like, some blood and some gore, which I could definitely do without, but I see what they were doing, and, like, it was put in as a comedic effect. It was almost like the characters were felt awkward for how gory it was. They were like, I'm sorry, this is embarrassing. Yeah, this is a mess. I apologize. (laughs) Like, this is not what I meant for it to happen. You're like, okay, I respect that. Thank you for telling us (laughs) about it. It's just, like, a good time. Like, I feel like we've, like kind of burn through conversation more quickly than we usually do but if only it's because like this is so packed with jokes and this is a movie where i know if i was again we say this all the time like if i wasn't watching it alone by myself in my room if i was watching it with a group of people it would have taken twice as long to watch because people would have kept laughing through the jokes i'd be like well i have yes. to rewind because i've missed more jokes like it is just non-stop jokes and some of them are like just like slow burn jokes and delivered perfectly and so i'm like i'm i'm if you haven't seen it before, like, I feel like everyone has heard about this movie, but if you, like me, have been just procrastinating and watching it for some reason, like, I don't want to, I want to say, yes, it's excellent, yes, the plot is good, but, like, I don't want to spoil jokes because my delivery won't be as good for them. Yeah, yeah, like, my, like, this isn't going to come across as funny as it actually is, but there's a scene where the police come to their house, (laughs) and it's, (laughs) and they, like, like hypnotize them to be like nothing you see here is going to be weird like everything seems normal and so like there's legit like vampires flying there's like a corpse there's like a like a vat of dead pe- and all of a sudden they're like this is fine but they keep pointing out safety issues and it's just so funny because one of them's like should we just kill them and then one is like well let's see what other safety Bring tips they have and maybe after <laughs> and they're like following along <laughs> I love that um, that duo of the police officers are just so funny because they just seem so real and just like, okay, there's a camera crew. I'll just 
see what's all this come on guys like and then it's funny too like why again like watching them be like we're cops we're on this like beat being like oh hello camera mr cameraman hello (laughs) yes i take my job very seriously um also that this movie is a comedy that like i said before is like not afraid not afraid because it's not as scary as they do but like has like joke 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 but they're also not afraid to play with silence and let it just be like like the longer they don't say anything the funnier it gets so, like you have the scene where it's like they're all floating and one's like holding onto one's leg and nick's in the corner and deacon's <laughs> ready to rip his throat out, and they're just like the whole joke is just them being like <laughs> like oh how's it going yeah here's a pair okay don't worry about it <laughs> yeah or, like, there's, like, a dead body, and they're, like, oh, this guy's not having... He must be drunk. Like, that guy's not having any fun. He's not having him a blanket. Like, come on. <laughs> like, He's got a concrete slab on him. That can't be good. That was... Okay, of all the things that made me say yuck the most, yuck, I think, has become one of my most used words this month between Supernatural oh. and this. Ah. I could handle the, I could handle the artery geyser, but the uh, man, uh, a vampire hunter, tries to get in. Again, yeah, this, this is why I'm like Nick. It's because Nick keeps blabbing to everyone that he's a vampire, so vampire hunters show up. Yeah. But then he breaks his neck, and they just have a scene of them turning his head the right way, yeah. and I was like... Yuck. Yuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, we didn't need that, though. It's, it's a good combination of, like, humor... Like, it's not just the humor of, like, there's these old creatures that, like are in the modern era and they're learning new things, which is part of it. But it's also like how they have adapted to that even before they knew more technology. Plus like how different they are. And like, like we were saying in the very beginning, a roommate scenario is fascinating because it's like all these powerful people and they just like to pay the rent. They just come in and like, this is just what they're doing. It's better to like be in a group, you know? Uh, which is unlike other vampires versus, like, werewolves when they're always together. So this is probably a unique thing. And, like, their dynamic is fascinating. Because how much shit have they seen each other do when they've lived with each other for hundreds and hundreds of years? And, like, every morning he, like, goes up and wakes them all up. And he's like, we have a flat meeting soon. It's <laughs> <was> like, okay. <laughs> like, why is it Peter coming? He's like, he's, like, thousands of years old. <laughs> Like, he's not coming. And then that way, I'm like Peter. Not in that I'm like a thousand years old, but I, but in that I do often sleep through important meetings. <laughs> <laughs> what we have learned here, folks, is that Emma is all of the vampires. <laughs> Every aspect. I know. This is the, this is the, the mark of a, a truly great ensemble where everyone can relate to your character. So, yeah. So it makes a successful film, people. So in my master choir. I was watching an interview that Jermaine and Taika were doing talking about the show and the interviewer like put out like oh it's like a lot of different people end up being the protagonists in this film and it was kind of like they kind of took it as a joke but then Taika's like no actually though because like because at first like you have the vampires and then then you have Nick who is kind of like a protagonist but then he's not the protagonist kind of becomes against them and then all of a sudden Stu becomes the protagonist and it's like kind of switches back and forth and it's also kind of a story about like acceptance in a way of like who they are and like they accept the werewolves in the end or being like authentically who they are just living their lives and uh, having finally Jackie live to her full potential and like be the goddess that she wants to be and you're like yes (laughs) Jackie is also very much just like a character where she's like, obviously she's a character 
But um, she's just like, it's not fair that I'm not getting what I want. Well, she's responsible for the murders of, of many, many people. But also, I know, but at the same time, I'm like, you go, girl. I know, she's like, if I had a penis, I'm sure... I would have been a vampire by now. Because she gets pissed that Nick gets turned into a vampire. committed several crimes. Yes. (laughs) But also, so have all of them. So why not you? Live a little. Yeah, do you have a... uh, Or don't. uh, Yeah, you have a shot of her, like, on her phone trying to get victims. And she's like, I knew you in high school. Like, just some random person. Like, yeah, you call me She's like, I need to know them, but I can't care about them. Yeah. "Mm." (laughs) Uh, It's just such a fun time. And it's the type of, like, it's... Like, it's vampires. And, like, vampires, you would think that society has overdone vampires. And, like, they kind of make fun of, like, Twilight in the film. He's the guy's running around being like, I am, you know, Twilight. I am the guy from Twilight. And, like, they're like, stop talking about Twilight. <laughs> um, and they make, like, stop. <laughs> they keep making references to everything. So you'd think, like, I've seen every vampire movie. Like, this is unlike any of them at all. Like, this is truly unique and very specifically New Zealand humor, which I'm a huge fan of. Which it just, like, can't I know. Be. <laughs> They came into a very competitive market, and they still have, like, created an entirely, like, original, and dare say, dare I say, iconic vampire movie. Yes, I agree. And, like, it must be so iconic, because they made a TV series about it now, that I definitely I feel like I need to watch, because I watched the trailer, and I'm like, oh, this looks good. <laughs> I have seen one clip from the TV series, and it was a joy. Oh, I, I think there's a guy from the IT so I need crowd to watch in the it. Series. Yes, I believe the boss yes. from the IT crowd is in it. Is there um, anything else you wanted to say about the movie? I know. So, like we said before, we're moving away from five star ratings because we're not official film critics. I don't have to play by those rules. Uh, <laughs> but I was trying to like find. I was like, what? On what metric could I measure it? So, now I'm going to say from a Twilight to a Breaking Dawn Part Two, it's an it's an eclipse. <laughs> I, I don't know. My what favorite that... of the Twilight. Okay, so. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what that means. <laughs> I, I've never saw the final, like, two movies of Twilight, and I've never read the books, so I don't... Out. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, oh. So you liked it, which is exciting. I enjoyed it. Yes, I enjoyed it. Sorry, that took a strange detour. I enjoyed it immensely. Um, it's going to be on my October rotation, for sure. Hell yeah! Yay! It's It's such a fun film, and it's unlike other things that I usually watch and that makes me like it even more because it is funny and witty and touching at the same time and they make me want they make me like the characters and I think anything to be good I need to be invested in the characters and they got me like right off the bat so it's a very you can tell they got me too because I was like oh I love Viago and then the more we talked I was like oh but I'm also like this one I like this one I like this one they're just they're just trying their best doesn't have to be good but they're trying their best yeah just gotta live together and have a good time Um, so for um, our activity today, um, our activity I is... almost just skipped straight into the spiel. I was like, we're missing something. Am I supposed to talk now? No. no. And now I've interrupted Not you. Not yet. 
Um, so this film is a mockumentary of roommates and uh, an interesting combination of roommates. And so for today, I gave Emma a question of if you could, if you wanted to see another type of mockumentary style film that had either like a mythical or like a cross universal pairing, what would it be and why? Um, okay, so before we even got into that, I wanted to kind of just ask you if you'd ever heard of being human. No. Which is this question come to life. Being human is a UK drama with some comedy, but really only one ever scene of comedy okay. um, show. Uh, they didn't try to remake in the States to no success. Uh, and then the entire premise of it is, what if a werewolf, a vampire, and a ghost were roommates? <laughs> Oh! <laughs> um, and uh, it's got two truly excellent scenes, uh, which are the something good and the marigold scene are truly iconic. Um, and then the rest of it is, like, dramatic and, like, really emotional and sad. Yeah. And, like, yeah. the vampire is like, I can never truly be good. I have to die because I'm a danger to my oh. loved ones. So, like, not really the vibe that we're going for. Yeah. Um, but I do just love the premise of it and then also love the premise of what we do in the shadows. But um, I recently saw a picture of Jonathan Majors, who's an actor who's in uh, The Last Black Man in San Francisco and Lovecraft Country. Mm. And he's wearing, like, overalls and a little toque. Okay. And I was like, that, he looks like a fisherman. And then I was also thinking <laughs> about okay. the movie Ondine. Okay. Not if, and I'm applying the fisherman around the world no of creatures. <laughs> then I was also thinking of the movie Ondine with Colin Farrell, who plays a fisherman who finds a woman in the water, and his daughter is convinced that the woman is a selkie. Okay. And that just had me thinking about selkies. Okay. And then I was like, I would love to see Jonathan Majors in a movie where he plays a fisherman who falls in love with a selkie. Okay. Um, anyway, and then I was just like, this is an untapped resource. And I would love for a movie about, like, you could either do, like, a documentary crew doing a documentary on, like, how to save our oceans, how to save the Great Barrier Reef, or have, like, a documentary crew following around, like, the James Cameron type. Because James mm. Cameron is obsessed with water and water making a face. Yeah. Um, so you could be like, oh, they're doing a documentary about a water-related activity and then find, like, selkies and mermaids ah. who are just, like, a selkie and a mermaid that are flattened up below the surface together. And then the selkie... Do you know what selkies are? No. Okay, so selkies are, like, mer-type creatures who are seals. Okay. Um, But they can go on land, and then their seal skin turns into a coat, basically, or, like... Uh, like just like a fur that they can slip on and off and um they can, if they fall in love they can give their coats to someone oh. and that person can like control but so as long as they have their coat they can go back into the water okay like a big deal if a selkie this has like you would have like a whole plot of like a selkie and a mermaid trying to make it work <laughs> <laughs> and jonathan majors is also there <laughs> i like that that'd be fun that'd be cool to see of like so it's like a comedy yeah, because it could be, like, I like those types of documentary, like, mockumentaries when it's, like, they are, this is their one mission, but then they, like, stumble upon this other thing, and they're, like, what? This is way more interesting. How did this happen? Exactly. So I think, I, I also just think there is inherently comedy to be found over uh, James Cameron's tyrannical directing, um, mm. and it's certainly a very grim process about James Cameron's directorial style, but I would love for people to make fun of it. 
Ah. And so why not just get, you know, a twofer <laughs> and make fun of James Cameron and do a documentary about selfies in the same go? Nice. I like it. And you? Yes. Yeah, so I had a bunch of different ideas. The first one I thought of was a bunch of different, from different universes, but a bunch of Batmans living together. Would have been oh. interesting. <laughs> I mean, that's what the music caddies are giving us in a couple of years. Right? Well, because I was like the Spider-Verse and like, that would be interesting. But then I went back to like more mythical creatures. And before we started, I showed Emma my mon- my 5E Monsters manual, and I'm like, this will be involved in this. So um, my idea would be similar to what we do in the Shadows style of like mockumentary of them living in a flat together, but they would be ancient dragons in their human forms. Um, and <laughs> so I thought it would be fascinating in 5E only like good aligned dragons have like the shape-shifting ability when they can turn into human um however some other some are chaotic good and some are lawful good so i just would love the dynamic roommate situation (laughs) exactly so like a brass dragon and like a gold and a silver dragon all like living together and they like they're big powerful creatures so much storage space right but like they, because they want to hoard stuff, right? Because that's what dragons want to do, and they're just trying to live their life in this place. And just the interactions that they would go through, or like, so, like they like spicy food, or they like they're going to go on some like adventure, or someone has a job of like being like in the cave, and that's where they their day job is. Or I just thought it'd be super interesting to see these that that transition from like these big powerful creatures in their human forms living in a flat together. I just think it would have so many interesting possibilities. I have a question. Yeah. Does a brass dragon hoard brass, a gold dragon hoard gold? No, that's just, um, their color mainly just represents the type of, like, weapon that they use. Um, Okay, good, because then you could have dragons who, like, hoard comic books or who hoard candy bars (laughs) or who hoard uh, assorted desk fans or yes assorted funko pops <laughs> yeah and like they um like their color of like what they are could be like the color of their hair and um they could like have like different interests because some could be like more chaotic some could not be um and they all have to be ancient dragons if we're going specifically with 5e rules because ancient dragons are the ones that get that ability but that means they're like all like super old like hundreds of thousands of years old so they're just like living their dream like they don't know what's happening either like what's what's going on with these types of things you know what we don't need to (gasps) could a dragon just like hoard coins or like stamps and stomps yes yeah that would be cute i just want like a montage of them like a montage of them like playing dungeons and dragons together could be really cute of them being like but like opposite I heard a story like... on the news today about a man who's oh. been playing the same campaign for 38 years who has there's a man in canada i don't remember where <laughs> saskatchewan who's been dming the same campaign for 38 years man i thought my mine was i was in for two years but the campaign i was in was three he has years over long. thirty thousand miniatures oh shit son Damn, I love the dedication. Man, I'd like to see his vision board. That sounded like you a weird, You could have like, the dragons <laughs> playing Dungeons and Dragons together and the DM hoards miniatures. <laughs> and dice. Uh, yes, yes. Oh, that'd be fantastic. And it they it could all like accumulate, like, cu- no, it could all accumulate into like an event when there's a bunch of different like 
um, D- like D&D characters that end up at like a party like there could be like a beholder or something and like they're all hanging out or like I don't know I would think it would be like all the hags are coming together yeah I think it would just a fun dynamic roommate dynamics are always interesting correct yeah but yeah so that's our second episode of spooktober not so spooky october <laughs> um and so we'll see you next week for emma's second pick which i'm trepidatious of because i okay. considered over the garden wall the less scary of the two ah but this is also this is also a movie for children so i think okay be okay it's kinda, i'm excited I, the book it's it's based on a book the book scared me so badly when I was 12 years old. The mm. movie is n- very different. The movie is like, what if we just didn't make it as scary? So I think it'd be okay. Well, I, I remember seeing this trailer, like, before it came out. And I remember seeing, like, hey, that looks interesting. But I never saw it. So, like... It's very Amblin. It's very okay. Amblin. Okay. I'm excited. I, I'm excited. I'm so excited to rewatch it. Oh, my goodness. It's a very special movie. It's very, very special <laughs> to me. Um, okay. So... That's all for this week. You can follow us on Twitter or Tumblr at HiHo Podcast. That's H-Y-H-O Podcast. You can also email us at HiHoPodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or whatever your podcaster of choice is. Hells yeah. And also, um, please give some love to our um, Spotify playlist for October. It will be spooky or folly or just fun. And good music is always good. And you can find us on Spotify at, guess what, HiHo Podcast. <gasps> Oh, wow. Very exciting. And always remember to like what you like. Your opinion is valid. As long as it's the same as mine. Bye! <laughs>